welcome to episode 52, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am still your host, Sean. <laughs> and in this third hour, we discussed more of the documentary we saw on Thursday night well, was, and more of the Dark Knight Returns. Well, or, well we kind of actually more so yeah. kind of talk about where we were in 1980. We went to the Wayback Machine to 1986. Yes. When it first came out, we went. We traveled back and through, forth through time, to say, "Hey, how influential the book was, and how many things that came from that book that people kind of take as canon now." Right. That wasn't back in you know 1986. 1986, because it was all it was a different time. It was a different time, Ed. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a rough time. It was a hard time. Yeah, that's right. So that's pretty much what we did, and then we, you know, you know we also I yelled a lot at Alfred, yes, <laughs> or for Alfred, who we don't have anymore. No. We don't have it all, well, actually. Well, <laughs> we don't have him here right now, but we need an Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Still say we need an Alfred. Alfred, <laughs> scratch my balls. <laughs> I don't want to do it on the show. <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> get me a ham sandwich <laughs> with mayo. <laughs> Put some bacon on that shit. That's right, ham and bacon. I know it's the same part of the pig. <laughs> Snap between two pieces of bacon bread. <laughs> Bitch. I hope you never ask whoever it is to scratch your balls. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I'm so fatigued, Senator Alfred. Scratch my balls. Scratch them. Little to the left. Oh, yeah. Uh, where's that ham sandwich? You better not be getting the cheese one there, Alfred. Alfred! Peel me a grape. I just want grape skins before every show. Get on it. Green or red, sir? Surprise me, Alfred. Very good, sir. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> and he's going to be able to do voices because I might be in the mood for a Irish Alfred. Oh, good day, sir. Would you like me to peel you a grape? <laughs> or, you know, some sort of British accent. All right, mate. It's me, Alfred. I'll peel you a grape. See, si, senor, this is Alfred. I shall be you a grape. Ay, 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 ay. Hey. Oh, son. I shall peel you a grape, son. Hey. Very good, Alfredson. Alfredson. It's the same. We need an Alfred. Just so I can kick around the office. Alfred! I'm looking for a left nostril inhaler. Get on it! <laughs> but, sir, uh, I don't think they have... Find it! Google that shit. Google that shit, bitch! <laughs> GTS. Google that shit. Alfred. <laughs> you're getting paid the big bucks for, bitch. Man, serve it my ass. <laughs> GTS, man, GTS. What's that mean? Go that shit, Alfred. <laughs> Just Google it. <laughs> That's right, Alfred. <laughs> they get all just angry, like Alfred. Just screaming, just starts going. <laughs> oh, never mind, Alfred. It just feels good. <laughs> and no matter male, female, it's going to be Alfred. I'm just going to call him Alfred. But my name's Steve. I don't care. It's Alfred. My name's Deborah. I don't care. It's Alfred. <laughs> Alfred! I don't think anybody's going to work for us. <laughs> Bring my car around. 
parked out back. It's right out, as soon as you got the door. It's right there. Get it closer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to swing the door open, just step into the, my car, and, and close the door. I want you out there with the car running, the passenger side door open, so, and but just so when I'm going to run down the stairs, fly through the door, slide into the car... <laughs> Into the driver's side, and you're, I'm just, just, you're going to be standing right by the passenger side and just slam the door, and I'm going to go. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. <laughs> I like to watch that debacle. <laughs> <laughs> Face is all smushed up against the driver's side window. <laughs> I want it right by the door so I can bust out that door and do the Bo Duke. Slide across the hood. <laughs> Got that, Alfred? Yes, sir. A good day, sir. Very good, sir. Very good. Oh, so he's like, I, at the end of the day, I don't know why it makes me talk like that. <laughs> oh, no. A good day, sir. But the fine choice of comedy you've picked today, sir. <laughs> he's at the bar with other assistants. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's all, all, very, 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 all the other manservants are like, he makes you talk like that? <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah, he does. I don't get it. And but, he calls me Alfred. <laughs> your name's Steve. I know. <laughs> I hate that name. <laughs> you hate being called Alfred? Why not? It's Batman's butler. I know. <laughs> but it's always... Alfred, get me grip. A good day, sir. <laughs> what else might I be able to do with for you, sir? <laughs> but of course, uh, that's what I do all three hours. <laughs> it makes me do goofy shit. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, come here, come here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Would you put this dress on? <laughs> Why, sir? <laughs> Because I think you look good in pink. <laughs> I want to see what matches your eyes. Very good, sir. <laughs> Dude, you got a problem with that? I know. It's a pay- I don't really want it's a paycheck. <laughs> Wait, we're not paying him. <laughs> Shh. Let him think that. Okay. You get it in one big love sum. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. But, sir. No, no, no. Do the accent. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> a good day, sir. <laughs> By all means, sir, may I get you a sandwich? That's right. You said it right this time, Alfred. It's a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich. Sandwich. A sandwich, sir. <laughs> yes. Pork. <laughs> Ham. Cheese. Mayo. Bacon. But, sir, I don't care. Okay. I want it now. <laughs> He's still standing here. <laughs> That's right, Ed. You tell him. Okay, yes. Uh, walks off. Son of a bitch. What a good mother. I can still hear you, Alfred. I'm sorry, sir. How your girls are going to pay for college? I have no idea, sir. Well, if it was for me, they'd be dancing on a pole. Now give me that sandwich. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> On that note, enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. This is the Geeksters on AquanetRadio.com. All right. And remember, we're just Geeksters. We're not the, the geeksters. geeksters. It's Geeksters. We could be the Geeksters one day. The Geeksters? Yeah. Like we have like a whole bunch of like lines of shows. It's the, the, the Geeksters Network. That's right. Could be one day. Two Boobs in a Basement production. That's right. Two Boobs in a Basement production. Boop, boop. All right. Well, this is hour three, and uh, we're going to talk about the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. Well, yeah. I mean, let's go back to the first hour when we talked about what we saw, Mm -hmm. the documentary masterpiece. Okay, let's go back in time to the eighties. Well, before we do that, let's 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 throw out the phone number there, just in case somebody wants to call in and you know chat about it with us. It's two one five. 600-3284. 600-3284. So if you want to give us a call and chime in about uh, Frank Miller or Dark Knight Returns or anything comic book related or movie related or TV related. 
Of course, we're talking about Frank I'm Miller. I'm just going to let you ramble until you're ready to go on. Okay. <laughs> you're getting all panicky. <laughs> this and that <laughs> and TV related <laughs> and radio related. <laughs> <laughs> but we're really just talking about Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. That's right, bitches. So let's, let's continue the, with that. I'm the goddamn Batman. That's from the all-star Batman and Robin, by the way. Yeah. Another Frank Miller written storyline. There you go. But, I mean, okay, let's go back to 86. 1986. Come, 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 You come and go. You come and go. Long, big hair. Yeah. Skinny ties. And Duran Duran. <laughs> good old days. Okay, well. Not really, but good. Okay, now, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think... <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, yeah, I know you don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like okay, next up to you. I don't know. I, I don't think I bought the books. I remember, I remember going into a regular bookstore mm-hmm. and seeing the first book. Mm-hmm. I remember grabbing it. I remember thumbing through it, and I go, "Yeah, I'm not really into the art," and I put it back. Okay. Now I don't know if I eventually changed my mind and went, eh, "Let me buy it anyway because it's a comic book," right? Or if I just went, eh, "Fuck it," I'm just. Who cares? It's Batman because I really wasn't into Batman at the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who Frank Miller was. You know, I didn't see what the big deal was because it really wasn't at the time. It was just kind of like, according to the documentary, it was like, "Here you go, mm-hmm. I want to do this." All right, you know, because he had such a successful run in Daredevil, right? And that's how we got to start basically in Marvel's universe with the Daredevil and creating the character Elektra and the love affair that they had and the yeah. I mean, he basically, you know. As they put in the thing during the 70s, it was all hip and like, hey, we're all good guys. We're all cool and hip. Right. And then he brought a little bit more legitimacy to, you know, comic books going back to kind of like a storyline instead of just. Right. Because it was like I, they, I, I, I kind of equated it this way. Like comic books back in the day used to be like a almost like a situation comedy where it's just like a half hour and you're done. Like it's one issue and it was done. Like it resolved at the end of that issue. And then it was the next thing the next month for that character. For whatever storyline that they were going to do, and it was like it was going to resolve by the end of that last it, panel, or it was like bad guy of the week. Yes, kind of right. Like it was over and done with one, maybe two episodes. Right, you know, kind of thing. It was all wrapped up. Usually, it involves one guy fighting another guy, and they realize, oh, we actually get along. <laughs> Let's go save the bad guy, right. know, kill the bad guy, or beat the bad guy, whatever. So with Frank, the Frank, so I don't remember buying it. I don't think it wasn't until I don't know. In my early 20s, I think, mm-hmm. early to mid-20s, where I kind of picked it up for the first time. Because mm-hmm. people always talked about it, and I was able to kind of, it was all there in one book. Right. I remember opening it up, still not really, like, not digging on the artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, you know what? I'm a little older. I know how to read. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need pictures to give me the story. <laughs> you know, and, and The pictures helped you. The pictures helped, too. Yeah. I mean, but... If it's everyone says this is such a good book and it's such you know it, it, how I'm not going what the hell why not right so I decided to kind of just buy it and read it and I loved it mm-hmm. loved I mean I bought that and I bought that the Dark Knight R- Returns Dark Knight Strikes Back his sequel mm-hmm. kind of sort of sequel right but I mean just sticking with the Dark Knight Returns I remember reading it and I was like wow this is really good uh, and then looking back. And with the help of the, with the help of other like you know Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman, talking to Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. talking about that book, how pivotal it was in 1986. Right. It was like, all right, well, how it brought in that dark Batman that we all know mm-hmm. now that we know. Right. Because like right now, there's a ten year old kid thinking that you know Christian Bale is his Batman. Yeah. When. You go back, and it's like, well, the reason why Christian Bale's Batman was so dark and so eerie in certain spots is go back to Frank Miller's. Like, here, kid, read this, and now you understand it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, but Batman's old. Just fucking read it. Right. <laughs> you know? Because I think that was another thing that turned me off, too. I was like, well, why do I want to read about old man Batman? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get it at the time because right. I was 16. I was too busy, you know, trying to get laid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it was, yo, man, time of. Hair bands and glam rock. <laughs> right, right. You know, so I, but, and I wasn't really in, in, a, in the political scene. So, like, when you see the character of, of Ronald Reagan, who was, you know, like, I'm president, I was a kid, you know. Right. It didn't really kind of like, it wasn't until older that I started to be able to look back and go, 
you know what? I do remember that. How the social world was, you know, very, hey, man. Right, right, right. I just remember when I I read it. I didn't read it until the 90s. Um, That's like when I read it. Yeah, so it was like 1988. was like, so when I was 16, so it was two years after it was published. And I started hanging out with my good friend Dave Sipon, and uh, we were 16, working at the same job until we met. But we would go to the comic book shop because we were both comic book fans. And he was a big Batman fan of the day. I mean, he loved anything Batman. That was his character. And he said, did you read this comic book, this graphic novel? And I was like, no. And he, like, showed me at the store because it was there, available. And it was, you know, of course, I think a higher price back then because, you know, that's... Well, now they put all four books together. So it was like 25 bucks at the time. Right, right. And I looked at it. I just paged through it. And I'm like, I do not like this art at all. It's very... Um, childish in a way. I mean, it's just you know the the way Batman was drawn. It was just like like looked like an eight year old drew it. You know, like wow. kind of thing. And I was like very snobbish back then with with art. And it was just like you know because I was the clean line. You know, I still am really. But the the clean line characters, the way they were drawn, was more of way way I read, and that's what I was used right. to. And, and to me, like the Joker didn't didn't remind me of the Joker that I always think of. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. You know, the big grin. He just looked like a normal. Right. I didn't know who it was, and he's like, "Yeah, it's the Joker." And I'm yeah, because like, some, com- I'm just not reading. It. I'm just flipping through him because I'm like, "Who's this guy?" And he's like, "That's a Joker." I'm like, "That does not look like any Joker that I've read." Right, like, because he's very kind of. It's very the, the whole art is very whitewashed. Yeah. Very like you know, the blues aren't quite blue the greens aren't quite green right it looks very faded almost right right and then, and then it was like you know and then he, every once in a while he would be like you should read this book it's very good like dave was very animate about it and uh one day i just okay fine you know what i'm, I'm gonna you I'm, buckled like a belt ed <laughs> that's what you did i'm you... like i'm just gonna quiet you down i was gonna read this book and i was actually kind of blown away it was like wow like you know i was kind of first i was like i was like I was pissed because I'm like, like Batman is like now carrying a gun and, you know, it's like, you the know, old man, Batman, you know, but it made sense. Cause if you think about him, like he really doesn't have the agility like he used to. So he has to rely on other ways to survive basically as a superhero. And some of these now villains, you know, in the future. Well, I think, I don't know if he was packing the whole, the whole art. No, he wasn't, but it I mean, was the one scene with the two phase where he had right. the rifle. Yeah. All right. And then you had the big-ass tank. Yeah, with the huge gun. Pre-tumbler. Right. If you think about it. Yeah. You know. And then, the, then of course, you know, because we always thought that, with you know, based on Super Friends and, and other things, that Superman and Batman were always friends. I didn't always think that. Really? Yeah. I did. I mean, back then. Well, I mean, when you're kids, you think yeah. that all superheroes get along. Like, gee, right. we're here to fight justice, everybody. Right. And they, and they end up fighting in the end, and you're like, whoa. Like, you never kind of saw that coming. You know, in terms of because this book is a strange dynamic from what you'd normally read back in nineteen eighties or nineteen early nineties. Right, we're in the eighties when, especially when it first hit. I mean, that's where I, I look at it. Like that's where it was like, what? Yeah. You know, the two icons don't like each other. What do you mean? And like Frank Miller said in the thing, the only reason why he wrote it that was he really wanted to see Batman beat the shit out of Superman. Yeah. It's like I wanted to see him kick his ass. And it's like, well, here you go. I mean, you wrote it so you can do what you want. Right. And you know. But I do think though that that, that storyline, okay, with the Joker, it really wasn't he tapped into Batman needing Joker just as much as Joker needing Batman. Right. Like the two are the symbiote relationship that they have with one another. Right. That you can't have one without the other, the light without the dark. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the justice without the, you know, chaos. Right. The ordered chaos kind of thing. Right. You know, and plus, let's face it, Batman's a stick in the mud. He never knows how to have a good time. <laughs> and then you got Joker, who's all good time. <laughs> good time, Joker. Good time, Joker. Listen up. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so, I mean. Keep the noise down. But I, I do think that, you know, like, if it wasn't for that book, there wouldn't be that relationship that Joker and Batman have today. Right, right. I mean, that really expanded on that whole idea. I mean, they they took that book and go, this is a pretty badass idea. I mean, we should incorporate the symbiote relationship. And I really think they show that, especially in the 90s with uh, the uh, Batman animated series. Yes. I mean, that's really, really comes in play in, in that cartoon. Well, I mean... I'm... I mean, also in the comics, but, like, I'm just basically... Because after 
after that, that's why I kind of left DC. Well, okay, well, so let's, let's backtrack a little bit because the animated series was basically a hit thanks to Tim Burton's Batman. Right. And Tim Burton's Batman actually used the Dark Knight Returns for a little bit of the source, not source material, but a little bit of the tone material. Right, right. So in a way, you're right that the, the, the animated series actually even goes back to the Frank Miller days and that's how it all incorporates with one another. Right, right. You know, not the whole necessarily like, I made you, you made me. Right. You know, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> yes, I have. Where does he get such wonderful toys? <laughs> Wing freak terrorizes Gotham. Boy, did they get a load of me. Sorry. <laughs> Got Batman on the brain lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, well, I mean, so now, number one, again, we go back to what we did send the first hour. If you don't have this, because this animated movie, you're not a Batman fan. Right. Because right. I do think that if you're a true Batman fan, and, and a true Batman fan in the ages of like 20 on up, only because... I think we can appreciate it. Like, everyone's just going to go, oh, well, the, everyone, let's face it, right now there's a teenager out there that goes, uh, Heath Ledger is my Joker. Right. You know what? Right. Granted, I'll give you that. My error, Jack Nicholson was my Joker. Even before that, Cesar Romero was. Cesar the- Romero was my Joker. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was my Cesar Romero. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I think, another thing, too, that I didn't like really like about the Batman, because this was pre Tim Burton's Batman. Right. So when I'm looking at the um my reference to the Joker, unfortunately or fortunately, goes back to Caesar Romero Joker as I watched as a kid. Yeah. The remake. So I'm like, well, he seems a little grim and dark. He's not <laughs> Yeah. He's not <laughs> I'm gonna tie you to a giant piano. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You don't have Goon One and Goon Two jumping Batman. You don't see Bang Pal Smash. Right. So I, I think that, you know, like, so I think that's part of the reason why I was a little jaded reading it, because I'm just like, well, this isn't the Batman that I know from TV. Right. It's not the campy 60s type style. Right. And I don't think I even owned any Batman, because I wasn't a DC, but I was strictly Marvel as a teenager. Right. You know, now I think I'm a little more DC than mm-hmm. Marvel, which is weird, I think, for me, because, you know, growing up, Spider-Man was my guy. Yeah. You know, and then... I watch all the cartoons and all that stuff, and then it wasn't until I think, like, as I, I don't know, maybe maturity, I don't know, I, I kind of grew up and started to appreciate Batman more. You know, eh, I don't know, or maybe because it was because of the Dark Knight, the I mean, uh, Batman the animated series that made me want to get more involved in Batman. Like, okay, well, let's see, because now you're starting to get in that dark territory. Plus, I like Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever. I didn't mind Batman and Robin. I didn't like at all, but I don't blame Clooney. I blame I blame Schumacher because Schumacher wanted to go back to the Bill Dozier Adam West Batman. Okay, he that's what he wanted. He wanted the colors to pop because that was the Batman that he remembered as a kid. Right. Where I don't think Tim Burton actually watched Batman as a kid. Right. He don't think you know. So it was kind of like that's the reason why you got the nipples on the back. You know, the bat suit and the the poppy colors where it went. It went from dark, dig, dingy to pastel neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to do a, a dark pop kind of thing because a lot of it was still kind of a darkish hue, right? But they had those glowy neon light it, styles. That it was, was a, like it was a movie that was filmed basically under a black light, right? Right. And it it, it just wasn't uh, enjoyable. I mean, the the thing that really kind of bothered me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, besides all the bad acting and you know, because some of the characters weren't really. Please. Yeah. But the chilling sound of your doom. I mean the ass shots with Batman when they always put the suit and on. They, they, they spin always spin around and show the cod piece. Yeah. like, okay. But then they showed his butt for some reason. I'm like, I mean, because I know like that you put like the glove on, so you see the the close up of that, the arm. Whoosh, yeah, whoosh. and that was the, the Val Kilmer the Batman. They did that, and uh, they did that a couple times in the George Clooney one. Uh, uh, I don't get that one. Things I take away, the memories I take away from a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, like Batman Returns, I definitely take away the. Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman stuff. Yeah. I'm even, like I said, I'm even willing to forgive the rockets, missiles strapped on the penguins. <laughs> you know, or the penguins lifting up the penguin. There's like a, a funeral dirge as you they take him out to the water. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just remember Catwoman 
all beat up, the wild hair sh- whipping her whip around. Yeah. And I'm just, what was it, 89? Yeah. <sighs> 19. <laughs> no, actually, no. When did Batman Return comes out? I think that was like an early '90s, like '91. Uh, you keep talking, I'll look it up. Yeah, way back in the day, '86 was Batman. I think it was '91 was Batman Returns. '86 was Batman. '89. I'm sorry. '89. '89 was Batman. '91, I think, was Batman Returns. IMDb it. Alfred. This is why we need an Alfred. That's true. Telling you, if you want to be an Alfred, give us a buzz. 1992 Batman Returns. Son of a bitch! <laughs> so 89 was the original Batman then. Right. Because I know one of them was 89. Yeah, that was 89. I meant to, I, since we were talking to Frank Miller, I instinctively went to 86. Yeah. Yeah, because I was one year out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dun, 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 I'm Batman. Bat dance! Sorry. It's a Prince moment. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh boy! But I thought this documentary really encompassed like the thought of well, basically the whole storyline because you didn't really. I'm I'm always fascinated with the behind the scenes shit. Yeah, whether it be about a comic book, I, I love history as far as pop culture. Yeah, like what happens here that caused this? Why did you pick? Why was Reagan your president? You could have this story could have been timeless. Yeah, because I mean, with the exception of the mutants looking very punk rock 80-ish. Right. It could have been anything. But why did you stick with, you know, why rang it more? Because he was the president at the time. He was doing the satire of the day. Right. To kind of ground him in reality. Right. Which, again, first time I think it's really been done in the comics. I, I can't, I, again, can't I argue with that I, point because I don't know. I, mean, I, don't I can't know. remember. I'm trying to, you know, you read so much, you kind of forget, like, certain aspects if there was a, a true history, point in history. I mean... I mean, of course, you do have like World War Two with the uh, Captain America series, uh, him fighting. Yeah, Hitler. You, you had the picture of him punching Hitler right in the square in the jaw. Right. Bam. So I mean, I don't know if they had like you know, uh, uh, Batman fighting punching Hitler. No, I'm thinking the president at the time was Roosevelt. Oh, then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking. All right. During World War Two. Oh, well, they probably would because it was all war propaganda stuff. Yeah. You know, you wanted to promote. America, so why not have Captain America and the president standing side by side? Right. To kind of give you the woohoo, America, yeah. America fuck yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, in the 80s, it was like a lot different. A lot yeah. different. I mean, you know, again, it was hair bands and glam rock. Yeah. <laughs> and mullets. And mullets. I had one. Did you? <laughs> I think I didn't. I had my hair as long. I don't know if it was like, you know, all business in the front, party in the back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Parties around back, boys. No ladies, <laughs> all ladies doing the whole flip, flip the hair. All business are having a ponytail, so it's all, it's all short. And then just big ass long ponytail. No, my hair was never that long. It was long, but never that long. Just had it. Okay. You know, all business up front, party in the back, yo. <laughs> what? What? Come, 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 chameleon. Or you spin me right round. <laughs> you spin me. Whatever. <laughs> so now, do you appreciate... I mean, obviously, we appreciate the book now. Yeah. Than we did back then. So, I mean... I mean, it, it, it's definitely when you get older, it's something you really appreciate it. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, back in the 90s, when I read it, I mean, I, I still don't like the art. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of the art of it. And neither am I. And that's, but it's like, you know, I mean, everybody's like, oh, the art's so great. And it's just like, okay, you know, I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder on that art one. Art is and very subjective. subjective. Right. So, but I mean, as the story is itself, though, it, like, especially then, you, now you think about when you go growing back in the 80s, you're like, a lot of it made sense where it fit in with, like, the whole Reaganomics and everything was going on and the whole... Like Cold War, Star right. Wars, that kind of thing was going on when, you know, like he was going to have lasers shoot nuclear missiles out of the sky. Pew, pew. Right. All right. Now, okay. Now, you know, I just had this vivid memory of, of that time. Back then in the 80s, mm-hmm. if they were going to make a Dark Knight Returns live action movie, who did you see as Batman? Wow. Um, well, I guess maybe for you, ni- the 90s, maybe. Yeah. 
I mean, when if, you read it, if I had to pick somebody uh, of that era, because the thing is, you have to think of an older character, an older person back then that would be around, like you know, somebody in their you know sixties or seventies, because that's technically how old he is. Because I don't know if you could really pull that off. What do you mean? Well, think about it this way. I mean, like a lot of a lot of movies that can be done now, with especially with older people. It can be done green screen wise, you know, like, I mean, back then it was a lot of, it was, a lot of technical oh, stuff, yeah. right. It was like not, there was technology wasn't as ampid as then for CGI graphics and that kind of thing. It was still old school technology where things blew up, you know, like it wasn't just like a CGI tank that would roll by, you know, kind of thing right. and shoot a cannon. I mean, they had to have to build something like that to, to make it realistic. To shoot. Yeah, but I think so you're going to have some job. like seven year old guy in a tank or, you know, like beating up a mutant in a, in a mud pit, you know, like would they, you know what I'm saying? Like, see now I'll be honest. The only person at the time that I thought could pull it off would be, would have been Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He, he was, he, I'm going to say he was an old man, but he was, I think he was in his fifties at that point. Yeah. I, mean, I still think that, you know, he could have pulled it off. Right. Throw a mustache on him and then shave the mustache off, whiteness up his hair a little bit. Right. I'm bad, man. You know, just kind of, I'm bad, man. So yeah, I guess in his fifties, you can make him a little older looking, and you could have you could have pulled it off. I mean, okay, I don't think you really like. In my eyes, Batman's kind of a timeless figure. Yeah, he's ageless too. Right. So even if you had a fifty-year-old actor playing a sixty-year-old man, it could still be believable in a way. He doesn't have to like hunt, walk over with a limp or anything like that. Just, right. You just kind of take for granted that he's an older man, especially if you, especially in comparison with you know with Robin, the chick. Who's supposed to be like 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. You know, I always kind of feel like that's the age room she I was. thought she was going to be like 17. Really? I, yeah. I always went younger because because the whole Robin thing was like young. Like, girl, and I think just... there was another thing too that I didn't like about the book. What? was when I thumbed through and I see a girl Robin. That bothered like, you? I, for some reason, it just threw me off. Especially when she's wearing the cheetah outfit. Yeah. I, I didn't get that. I mean, yeah. it was a cheetah outfit and the Batman, I think it was a Strikes Back. Yeah. I, I didn't, like... Yeah, because I'm thinking, I don't remember yeah. that in the first But I'm one. like, Chick Robin just didn't seem right at the time. Like, because again, growing up, it was Batman Robin. Batman and the Boy Wonder. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, because I'm thinking now. Like, like now... <laughs> now, like, well, yeah. Like, I mean, no now problem as, with it, you know. As far as I'm concerned, now, I would totally, totally 100% now, okay I with think, yeah, a female I think Robin. I was totally against that at the time when I read it. I mean, that was... I think, I mean, because I still had reservations after I read the book. Because it was like one of those type of things. Because, yeah, it was a good story, but I had a problem with this. I had a problem with this. I had a problem with this. So, so to me at the time when I read it was like not a like the best graphic novel right, I ever you, read in my you know my life. Like you a know? thousand years, it's gonna be like you shall hand this book down to the ages, right? Where thy Batman has beat thy Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yay! I walk through the Valley of Gotham. <laughs> I fear no evil. <laughs> Kind of a deal, you know. Just saying. I, I mean, like, I remember just being young. I was like, okay, well, Robin doesn't like. Why is she? Why is? Because why is it a chick? Right. Like, I didn't know that that wasn't Dick Grayson. Because I was just flipping through the, you know, flipping through the book, going, okay, Batman, 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 Chick Robin. That's Joker. Why is Two Face not Two Face? Like, because I, I didn't, wasn't reading it. Right. Right. And that's the same. That's that's what I was going through when I first initially flipped in the comic book shop and sip on trying to, you know talk me into getting it to read the book and I'm like I'm like I just don't see it like I don't see how this is any good at all and he's like right. you have to read it you can't yeah. just flip through the pages and I just remember putting it down and walking away I'm like no I'm not gonna buy it because it's like I don't want to spend that kind of money right on something I'm not gonna like right and then like every once in a while we we talk about Batman and he would be like you gotta read that book I mean that's a phenomenal novel it's just it's just great you're just you're going to be blown away. I mean, it's just, you got to really, because it's, it's really thinks outside of the box of what Batman is and how Batman should be or I, what should be. Well, what you know is Batman to be, be. I mean, this book actually really revolutionized how Batman is viewed today. Right. You know, and back then we didn't think about it because it was just like, oh, okay, here's a story, old man Batman. Old I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, even, even after that book was released, they still didn't go back until like four or five years after it was released to go back and go use this as kind of like a source material because they were still making them campy right? Well, in I, the I, comics. I don't even think, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they actually kind of went with like, okay, no, this is canon. 
I think that just like people talked about it so much. It's like Alan Moore's Killing Joke. Yeah. It was it was a separate storyline the entire time. It wasn't supposed to be part of the Batman mythology. Right. But because people loved it so much, especially what happened to Barbara, mm-hmm. you know, they decided to incorporate it in. Right. You know, so I mean, I think it could have been one of those stories where they just got Frank Miller got to tell his Batman story and everyone loved it. It was critically loved and and they went, "Okay, you know what? We're going to cuz you figure if you're going to do a comic book correctly, mm-hmm. you eventually want to kind of have some sort of a continuity, some type of continuity. So if you figure Batman's going to be this person in his 60s, you need to kind of plant the seeds now while he's in his technically his 30s or 40s, whenever they kind of picture Batman in the comic books. Right. Like, I still haven't pictured him in the thin, like, his, like, mid to late 30s. Right. Me, in my head. Like, even though I'm getting older, when I read Batman, I go, eh, he's probably at 36. Right, you know, like a nice middle range where he's still young enough to kick ass, but still enough to old, just old enough to his experience that he can <coughs> be able to go into a room, you know, such a situation and, and come out on top. Right, and be the smartest man in the room. Right, you know that he put his time in as the that he he earned his title as the world's greatest detective. Yeah, because he's he's seasoned. Which yeah, I think right again. Hopefully, you know, Man of Steel two will go that way. <laughs> you know. I mean, so again, I mean, what it comes down to, folks, is that we've been here rambling for like the last half hour, 40 minutes. Just basically, if you haven't bought or read Dark Knight Returns in comic book form, yeah, in graphic novel form, go out and get it, and you'll really appreciate it. Right. But if you're lazy and you want to see the movie, go get... I'll be honest, though. I mean, I think uh, picking up the animated movie would be kind of a better way of doing it, only because I had to read it like three times. <coughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah. Because of all the way the way he was designed, Frank Miller designed the book was he would have a scene going on and then it would cut away to something else like news reports, like keeping the social like right. not media, but the keeping like the news involved and giving you updates of stories that was going on. So that way, like how like the public would be aware of it, and then we cut back into another scene. So you were kind of like I like you lost. got lost a couple times, and then a couple times, and then it like. It would be like almost like five, six pages, and then it'd go back to originally what it was, and you're like, the, you know, the first scene that you were like cut away from, and you're like, uh, you know, so I got like confused, so I had to read it again, and then it made more sense. But I was like, okay, I knew this is coming up, you know, so now like reading the second time was better, and then reading the third time, it made perfect sense. Like I, I was able to figure out the whole layout of the way it was going. But maybe that's maybe it's designed that way because like I've read it a numerous amounts of times, and every time I've read it, I've always found something different or interesting or yeah. something that pulls me in. Now the thing is, with the animated version, there's not the voiceover, and a lot of people did bitch about not hearing the voiceover, right? You know, in the in the novel, because there's a lot of lot of voiceover work. Because that's basically when you write Batman, it's a lot of the internal monologues, right? And it's hard to translate that into a, an animated feature. So you kind of have to work around that or just take it out completely, which is one of the things they did for the animated movie. Right. But i got to be honest, I, I didn't miss it. No, I didn't. I mean, I I think they conveyed the it very well in the uh, drawings of the animated, the way the he, way he like reacted to things or if he got punched because he would talk about like how like he'd be like. Right. Like it's like kind of my heart take it. And so you're, you know, you're, you're worried. But you're, he's, oh, you know, and then you could you kind of see it in his face the way they drew it. It's like. Yeah, like he's thinking like that hurt, right? <laughs> like, like that could be it. I mean, so so you suggest people going and getting watching the movie bef- and then going back and right. reading the graphic novel. Yeah, but this is probably though the one of the few things that if you read the graphic novel and then watch the movie, it's not much of a difference. No, there's not. There's there's so it's not like you're going to be disappointed if you read the book and then go see the movie. You're going to you think the movie sucked. I mean, it was just as good. As it, the book. It was probably, I would say that this is probably one of the better adapt- adaptations of a comic book to date. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very linear, very the same way. They, I mean, yes, they did shuffle some of the books around to kind of give it more the- thematic theme to it. Like, right. part one ends with the you know Joker waking up, kind of going, oh, Batman's back after he deals with Two-Face. And the second half deals with Joker and Superman. Right. But, you know, and that's why, like I said, sitting it down to watch two and a half hours, you don't have to worry about that break. You can just, just let the story f- wash over you. Right. But, I mean, I still think, too, like, like I own um, a physical copy of Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. I picked up this leather-bound edition of it. You know, like this, the, I call it, like, the Bible version because mm-hmm. it's, like, a soft leather, you know, book 
I didn't even hard, know they made one. Neither did I. I stumbled across it at a comic book shop, and I was like, oh, for 40 bucks, I'll buy it. You know? So then, uh, of course, then when the movies came out, I bought the movies, but I also have a digital copy of it, you know, like through my nook, so in case I can thumb through it. You know? Right. Because I... Because I like the zoom feature where you can actually flip it and it'll tell you where, to, where it. There you go. If you get, if you have a, a digital thing, mm. again, tech spoiled <laughs> that I am. Yes. There is a feature in comic books called the zoom mode where you can actually, it tells you pretty much leads you where you need to look. Right. So, I mean, like when I'm reading The Dark Knight Returns, I thumb through it every once in a while just because I, as a time killer, mm-hmm. I use that mode and it goes, okay, well, here's this next panel. Here's the next panel. So it kind of gives you like it kind of holds your hand as you're reading it, so you don't get lost. Yeah, because I mean, the, the some of the pages when you when you're looking at the novel itself, it really jumps around like your your eyes jump. It's like some of the scenes are just like it's 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 very busy. I guess you would say the yeah. thing. So it's kind of hard to figure out like where to go from one spot to another. Not really hard, but at first, like the first glance of it, you're kind of like, wow, there's a lot it, of like panels to go it's through. It's one of those books that you cannot really appreciate. I think first pass. Yeah. You or not read like uh, you know like potty talk, where I you know I tell you what comic book I'm reading on the toilet because it yeah. takes 15 minutes to kind of flip 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 flip. This is definitely a graphic novel where you want to have time to actually kind of feel the book. Right. Like look at the textures and look at the images on there. If you're not a fan of the art, it's going to be hard to get through. But when you kind of like just, it's a book that you have to let it sink in. And once it gets in, under your skin, you appreciate it more. Right. right. I, I think. So I mean, I'm more tending to kind of go, you know what, read the book, then go see the, watch the movie, and then go back and read the book. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm like, you know what, you, you have all these different media forms right. to get this book and read it and, you may be, and to try to find your own. Right. Personally, and since I did read the book first before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I was thinking I'd be particular to the actual graphic novel, but you know, I mean, I can see people just being lazy. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to read a comic graphic novel. Let me just pop the movie in. Right. I mean, it's two and a half hours. It's not long. I mean, right. as far as I mean, Avengers was two and a half hours. Dark Knight Rises, that piece of crap was almost close <laughs> to three hours. So trust me. I mean, if you can, if you can sit through the Dark Knight Rises. And think that's a good movie. Right, right. You can sit through an animated feature. It's two and a half hours long ago. That's what a movie should be. Because I think they, I mean, that's probably the closest you're going to get. And I think, unless they decide to go really outside the box with these DC movies, I think that this is the closest representation of a live action version of that graphic novel. Right. Accurately. Yeah. Because God knows, I mean, they're already bitching about Affleck being Batman. Could you imagine, like trying to who they would cast as old man batman wow you know especially in today's standards yeah i mean every granted i mean clint east would still be a good choice for he would that. still be a good choice but i mean you do need kind of a big bulky guy yeah you know like that's what cgi is for too much cgi can kind of pull away like like right. in, in iron man 3 there was a couple moments where i went that is so obviously through cgi it really did pull me out of the movie okay like, i uh, I'll give you a scene where I knew that it felt more live action than, than fake, and it, that pulled me out. Like, if you're gonna go, I understand your your love for practical effects, mm-hmm. but that scene where he's catching all like 13 people and he's dropping them in the water, yeah, and how the one guy looks like he was completely off. The guy in the Iron Man suit looked like he was completely off balance for this live action stunt. They had like one leg down, and he was like, Whoa, yeah. as he was dropping. That just pulled me right out of the movie because I was like. No, it's, it's Iron Man. Fly straight, fucker. There should be no legs dangling. For some reason, I saw the. I think. I think. Did I see it behind the scenes for that? Because I remember seeing the how they shot that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was a. It was, that was the best they were gonna get. <laughs> really? Yeah. But again, because it probably went live action with it. Yeah. Sometimes you got. I understand. I love practical effects. Really pulls you into the movie, but yeah. something like that. You could, you could computer animate it that great. Especially, like I said, go back way back to the GTA GTA 5 talk. Mm. It looks fucking amazing. Like, realistic. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If you can do that, and granted, I also read a blurb, too, to go try to button all the whole episode. Right. The GTA 5 costs like $300 million to make. Get out. But it already, and the only feature length motion 
motion picture that had a higher, I guess, you know, budget mm-hmm. was the fourth uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. But here's the thing. that In this little blurb, GTA V's already made its money back. In pre-orders. In pre-orders. So, I mean, not that I'm saying everyone should go to GTA V, because granted, I would love to see, bam! <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm just saying that they, you have the ability to do really good computer animation. So, I mean, I, in fact, I would love to see them do a completely computer animated version of The Dark Knight Returns. Like, a, like remember, like, the Final Fantasy movies? Oh yeah, like the spirits within. Yeah, like or like like, seven. Yeah, like yeah, like get some really really good computers working on something. Right. So that way you don't have to worry about actors. Like I do worry about voiceover. Yeah. You know you get some scrag. I could do old man Batman. Oh Batman. I'm the goddamn Batman. I won't. I won't even do that voice. I just be like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Blah. Blah. I'm Batman. <laughs> blah, blah. I am Batman. I'm the ultimate Batman. I am the ultimate Batman. Blah. I'm Dracula. The Batman. Blah. 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 All right, well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. You think so? Why, unless you got something else to say? Mm, well, I did want to mention real quick, because I did think about this while we were talking, was that somebody told me, like, years ago, uh, that the artwork compared to for Dark Knight Returns, for the novel, is comparably how rough the story was developed. So I'm like, I don't know, that's, you know, something you want to, you know, yeah, either you're like, what? Huh? What? What? Because yeah. I, you know, I complained about the artwork a lot, and they were like, you know, like, well, you got to think of it this way. Like, it was kind of like you got to do the continuity of the story, how rough the story was, and how Batman is, and and like, you know, of all the scenes, and you know, like he's just, you know, like a vigilante that really the government now doesn't even want him, you know, and it's like rough that way, and now he, you know, the artwork's just like that same kind of grittiness. All right, I look. I, mean, I didn't buy it either. I, I don't really buy that. But I just want to throw that out I there mean, in case there's somebody who goes, yeah. Because I think just that's just Frank Miller's art style. Because if you look at Sin City, if you look at 300, you know, if you look at Ronin, it's the same style. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't have sharp lines. Yeah, it's, it's not clean. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a nice theory, but I don't know if I'd buy it because if anything, if you want to do the story, you know. Eh, I guess I would. Because I'm curious at. to know, wonder know if he he drew for uh, uh, Daredevil in the '70s when he did those stories. Because I mean, Alfred, look... <laughs> damn it! See, that's why we need one. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at the art on that, that's not like that style. No, but I mean, if you're going to go, if you're if you're trying to compare it to theme the thematics of it, the, mm-hmm. then you know what? I can understand it being rough and gruff by in the beginning, mm-hmm. but when he fully becomes becomes Batman again. It's kind of an epiphany, and he realizes that no matter, like his whole life has been fumbled. This whole time while he's retired, he's in his daze and this fuzz of like not knowing what to do with the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He's a retired man, blah, blah, blah. So I can understand kind of like the flighty, maybe fuzzy kind of artwork right. to kind of give you his sense of mind. But once he becomes Batman and realizes he needs to be Batman, then those lines should be sharp. Sharp cutting. Well, that would be, that would have made it a lot better, actually, if you if you think of it that way. Because then. if you're going to do thematically, like you know what, yeah. now here's a man who's found himself. He's laser focused. He's he's the young man that he was when he was Batman. So why not sharpen those images up? Right. You know, <clears throat> why not like make Superman a little bit more weathered because he's a like a, almost like a beaten man because he's a man of the working for the the state kind of right, thing. Right, right. You know, I mean, if you're going to think about it, it's, like I said, nice theory, but I'm not really sure application-wise it worked. Okay. That guy's theory. Yeah. But on that note, we're going to call it a night. Yep. So if you want to contact on Sean on anything we've talked about or just want to talk to him at all, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can always go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And don't forget, you can hear us again every Sunday night on aquanetradio.com, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a nice week. And that was the part two of our three-parter. Really? Yes. <laughs> I get so confused sometimes. It's like we do this in post-production, and it's like, okay, well, here's the second half of the second podcast that we have to break down for the second hour of the three-hour show. So be funny and and pay attention. It's like who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on 
third um, for recording. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, I'm pleading to the audience going, this is what I have to go through. This is, this is why I'm so confused lately. <laughs> Plus, I'm also suffering from GTA leg. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, um, oh, no, yeah, okay, whatever, man. Everything's cool. Everything's all right, man. Yeah, whatever. It's because I'm sleepy. No, <laughs> up for 24 hours playing the game. Oh, kill, murder, some loving. Some, anyway, <laughs> you digress. I digress. All right, so uh, stay tuned for the first half of the third part of our three-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, yes, you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Or you can go to the Aquanet Radio Facebook page and like them. And tell them how much they like you like us. And if you want to enjoy the show live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m., you can give us a call at 215-600-3284. We guys see, or you can Skype us because we do have a Skype account. That's the Geeksters Facebook. Yes. Skype. So there you go. Or we'll find out some other ways for you people around the world who want to talk to us. Like we got some people in the Philippines. We got some people in Germany. We got some people in Romania. That's the one I want to talk to. <laughs> Blah. I love your show. Blah. Well, enjoy. <laughs>